And verse 43, to redeem the time. Chapter 13 of Matthew, verse 40 and 3. We're glad you're in the house of God. Amen. 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 I've seen my mother want to go and couldn't go because she was sick, dying, going to go out to another world. So while I can go, I'm going to go. I'm going to go and make, make the best call of it. Praise God. Oh, the old foot the bill always want to walk. So while I'm walking up, let's go to church. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Chapter 13 of Matthew. And we're going to read verse 46. Who, in fact, let's go to verse, uh, let's go, verse 43. Stand right there. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of of their father who are here to hear let him hear it says here again they're going to shine as the sun in the kingdom in the house of their father Lord how excellent is your name how marvelous how victorious how glorious is your name. Bless and anoint and appoint tonight. Let our coming be worthwhile. Let's be happy that we were in your house. And be thankful when we leave. We leave with something, Lord, a satisfying portion of the blessing of God. In Jesus' name, we give you all the praise. You may be seated. I want to speak to you tonight. My title is very plain. The real McCoy. Yeah. The real McCoy. Her praise to the Lord. There's a man in 1844 was born, they tell me, in Canada. Now, I'm not sure whether he was born in Canada or the States, but the record says he was born in Canada. His name was Elijah McCoy. There was a dying need of a certain need around, and they said he made an invention that brought forth the solution to the crisis of the day. And since that time, everybody, everybody say everybody, everybody, everybody tried to imitate McCoy's product. So all these fly-by-night come by and offer their product and call it McCoy. The users got disappointed. It wasn't performing as it should. And so they called the phrase before they buy it, is this the real McCoy? I want to ask you tonight, ask the person beside you, are you a true McCoy? Hallelujah. Now, the McCoy meant that the genuine. Jesus made a reference to what I would simulate and call the real McCoy. He talked about 
the church, the sower, and the seed. And he talked about the impact of the counterfeit versus the genuine. Ask the person beside you, are you a counterfeit or are you genuine? That's not a politically correct question. But I'm going to ask you anyhow. Are you the genuine or the counterfeit? Because what real McCoy is all about. Are you real or are you a fake? Jesus says there's coming a time when the world will not have to ask that question because he's going to remove the veil of the counterfeit tares and when he moved that out of the way then he's going to say things like come let me show you the lamb's wife come let me show you the genuine come let me show you the real you know we're, we're in a, right now we're in a smuggler's board market right now i'll tell you folks there is markets everywhere everybody is selling their wares we're in China, they were grabbing you to buy this and buy that in Vietnam, grab buy this and buy that. And you don't know what is really real until you go home and try to actually perform it. And then you use the broom one time, bless your heart, you get one use out of it, and that's the end of it. You get your time you want it, you, your clock you want it one time, you got a good time for an hour, then it's gone, the spring is broken. Now the real McCoy is, I want to tell you, the church can put up with anything the devil throws at it. The church was built for storm, trials, problems, crisis, tribulation, anything that Satan can throw at the church, the real church can survive it. Since Jesus Christ came on the earth, nobody has been able to eradicate the name Jesus or, or, or eliminate the Bible from off the face of this earth. The church was built to last. Now, not many people know the true church. Not many people have seen the true church. And they have seen what looked, what looked like the church, thought like the church, lived like church, but I want to tell you tonight that God wants you to know that there is a real church on earth. Now I want to tell you something, saints of God and young people, when you claim that you're a Christian, you're saying I'm the real McCoy. When you talk about, you know, people talk about themselves, I was thinking tonight before I come to church, how sometimes Christians do not speak of themselves in a light that's pleasing to God. I don't know how you can be the body of Christ and be a failure. And I don't know how you can be the body of or the members of Christ and be inferior. God does not have workmanship that produce poor shit. Everything God produces good. Now, before you came to Christ, you were anything but good. But you can't tell me after you come to Christ that you are the derelicts of the earth. Maybe you're, then you're not the real McCoy. Because the pearl of great price is genuine. 
It is bona fide. God does not make flops. God don't have dropouts. Come on now. God does not make things that he's ashamed of because God put his name on what he created. And the Bible says these are chosen vessel to bear my name. And there is no car company, no engineer going to put a stamp on something that's inferior. I'm going to tell you, church, I want to be the real McCoy. Praise God. In fact, when they see me, they see Jesus. When they see you, they see Jesus. That's what Christianity really means. Looking like God, act like God, talk like God, smell like God, live like God, and be caught up like God. I don't believe it. But tonight, God, when he speaks of a man called Jacob, we call him heel grabber, surplanter, crook. None of those adjectives are in the Bible. Those are man-made. God said, Jacob, my servant. Jacob, my firstborn. <laughs> Jacob, my prophet. Jacob, my prince. Jacob, my son. Because God does not create flops. God don't have dropouts. Everything God has is more than conqueror. I don't care what the devil come with. Sickness, financial reversal, problems. I don't care what it is. We are still more then conqueror, and we haven't even gone to heaven yet. We are a conquering church. We are a winning church. We are not a losing church. I don't know why Christians look at themselves and call themselves lesser than jewel, lesser than the apple of his eye, lesser than the body of Christ. My friend, you don't please God by calling yourself derogatory names. God has elevated you to be like him. God has elevated you to be partaker of his divine nature. I'm telling you, my friend, God is not interested in flops and dropouts. Amen. Nobody in the church is poor. There are no beggars in the church. There are no dropouts in the church. There's no orphans in the church. We are the church of the living God. Hallelujah. We're called, amen, chosen, and we're called to be motivators. Hallelujah. God is not flattering us. God has elevated us from the guttermost to the uppermost. I'm going to describe to you what a real McCall is. Jesus called his believers. I'm assuming you're one of them. You are a candle on the hill. That means when you or me step into a room that's dark, the light comes on. When you're absent from work, the workplace should feel it. When you step on the bus, they should feel it. When you walk in the store, everybody should know it. Because you light up the place. Come on, somebody. At your entrance, everybody should know, guess who's in town? 
Guess who's around? The church is a light up on a hill. In other words, we're called to influence. We're called to make a difference. God is trying to explain who the true McCoy is. He said, you are a mustard seed. What God is trying to say is, you color your environment when you come. I don't care how bad or how terrible it is. When you walk, you perfume it. When you get in there, you color the shades of it. Uh, because the mustard seed, it colors whatever it touches. Like the light disappears the darkness. And God said, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. I mean, you walk in that building, everybody look around at you. My God, who's this? Where do they come from? You sit down and you call the environment. Uh, ooh, I can tell something's happening around here. The smell is different. Uh, the odors that walk here, a mustard seed. You're called to color your environment. Amen. When you enter in, people's mind and thought, such light begin to be affected. You know, I preached many years in McMurray. And I don't know how many times people said, somebody told them, somebody told them. But they don't read their Bible. My Bible says, when you walk in the church, your heart's going to be red. God said, when you walk in the church, your heart's going to be red. Your secrets will be revealed. That's a part of preaching, to read your heart and read where you are. I'm telling you, saints of God, it's not just the preacher that have it, but everybody that belongs to God. They can read the mind of the sinners. They can read their heart, my friend. They can test the temperature of their environment. He calls the salt of the earth. Salt means that everything you touch becomes salty. You, you change the flavor of the environment. When someone said, you are the real McCoy, they're saying, you are the light of the party. You are the colorful person among us. You are the person that influenced change. Your presence bring about change. I see them cuss on the job. And when I walk up, they go, my boss does that. On my ears, he put his hand like that. doesn't want me to hear him cussing because he respects the candle and the mustard seed, and the salt impacting his environment. He knows we're climate changers. We change the climate. We're not just a barometer. We cause the weather. Oh, come here to Jesus. We are the real McCoy. I want to say to this church, hear me tonight, all you cowards and wimps that are hiding in rocks and foxholes, get out. Satan is no match for anointed saints. The world is no threat to an overcoming church. Come out of your comfort zone. Be a blaze trailer. Come on, blaze the trailer. Step out of your boat. Come out and float. Get out of your cell. It's time to have the right attitude and altitude. It's time for the church.
to hear what I'm preaching. We are in dark days, but we are in dear times. The church don't see darkness. We see light. For in the evening time, there shall be light. God said, we are not a part of the corruption of the world. Salt stops corruption. Clap into Jesus. I said, clap into Jesus. Come on now. They're real, McCoy. The real McCoy is somebody that brings light where there was darkness. It's that which color the environment. It's that which stop putrefaction from taking place. Because the salt has not lost her savory. And the Lord says, come out and be separate. Amen. The moon and the stars are not a part of the darkness. They bring light to our world. Can I say amen? As a child of God, we're called to be magnet. When you come into a group of people, you should release your attraction forces. A magnetic church is a church that attract, not detract, but attract. A, a church, that's the real McCoy, is a fruitful church. It's time to bud up and not fed up. I'm trying to tell you, church, a McCoy church is an eagle church. Can somebody hear me? I want the entire church to hear me. I said the eagle church, we sort the heights. We're not in a valley. We're in the mountain tops. We don't hang around with Turkish church. We belong to the clouds way above. It's a soaring church. I'm telling somebody tonight, the church is a catalyst. We are not a part of the problem, but we are the analyst of the solution. Come on, somebody. The real McCoy. I don't wake up in the morning and say, poor me. That would be a disgrace to God. I don't wake up in the morning and say, well, I have pity on me, Satan. Get out of my life. Nobody on my job ever knew I had a problem if I had one. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. If I come in here sick, you wouldn't even know it. Hallelujah. I didn't come to glorify my sickness. I come to glorify Jesus. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Church, it's time to be a magnet to attract and not detract. It's time to be a fruitful church that bud. Hallelujah. Not be fed up, but bud up. It's time to be an eager church that spread her wings and soar to heights. That cowards will not sort. It's time to be a catalyst that get inside and get things working. It's time to stir up the gift that God gave us. God didn't give you stress, amen, to wear you out. God gave you stress to bring you up, amen, and show the world he is the one and the solution. We are the true McCoy. Clap your to God. When I walked in McMurray, I was determined I'm not going to fail. God didn't call me to fail. God called me to prevail. I didn't come to run second. I come to win the prize. I didn't come to read the news. I come to make the news. Shaka Mahaya. God says, I am a candle. I'm the light. When I walk in the room, they should notice. When I come as a mustard seed, 
I should change the environment. When I come as a salt, I must stop the spread of putrefaction. Why? Because I'm a real McCoy church. There's nothing that Satan can throw at a believing church and walk away like a winner. When he sees me, it's not me he sees. He sees greater in me than he that's in the world. I read my coin. Don't wait for things to happen, Caleb. They find a way. If there was no door in this wall, they'll make a wall, a door. They will. It happens because they said it can happen. They said, I can't do all things. This church is a mountain mover. We command mountains to move into seas. Amen. This is not an ordinary church. This church is an achiever. And Satan is not going to deceive us. Amen. We're an extraordinary people doing, hallelujah, ordinary things and extraordinary things. We are stimulated, agitated, motivated by the power of the Holy Ghost. We are anointed, we are appointed, and we're sent to do a job. We are the real McCoy. It's time to break the code of silence and declare your pedigree. Said, I am one of them. I'm not ashamed to be called a Christian. I'm apostolic. I'm a Pentecostal. I'm a oneness, tongue-talking believer. Foot stomping, hand clapping, holding out, shouting. I know about your Holy Ghost, but to that church, I'm excited. How can anybody walk in the fire and not feel the heat? How can you step out in minus 40 and not feel the cold? And how can you walk in a Pentecostal church and not see and feel the glow? Make a trail, church, where one never existed. Hallelujah. Be a pathfinder. Amen. See the invisible. Create the future. Be unorthodox. Challenge the status quo because we are the real McCoy. We're not going to accept defeat. We're a church of higher feet, higher learning, greater learning. We are here to be a light on a hill. That means victory. We are a mustard seed church. We're going to color our world. We are the salt of the earth. We're going to change the environment for good. Let's worship God. That real McCoy. Amen. God said, you are my workmanship. God didn't make an inferior person. You are the masterpiece of the master builder. God don't build with inferior material. He built the church in its own likeness. There's nothing inferior about God. Hallelujah. And I, I've become a master salesman. I want to tell you, young guys, if you don't know how to make money, God will never use you. 
if you don't know how to win friends and influence people, God don't need you. Amen. God is not looking for dropouts. He's looking for come on in. Come on in. God is looking for people who will search and research until they find the higher levels of gold. He's looking for people that can create a unique package that nobody else can duplicate or imitate. God is looking for a people that can impact their world. A person of responsibility and availability and innovation. God looking for somebody who knows how to win people, win friends, influence bad people to become good people, to turn a wino into a saint. Come on, somebody. God is looking for somebody that can quicken somebody who is nobody to be qualified even though they were disqualified. God looking for somebody who are visionary, somebody who are missionary minded, somebody who are provisionary minded. I want to be that kind of real McCoy. That's the person I want to be. What are you telling me, church? That you can dream dreams of higher heights. I serve a God that told me there's no limit to my imagination. And he can exceed it. God wants you to dream, have vision. Hallelujah. Sell needs satisfaction. This church is a need supplying church. We know the difference between wants and needs. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you what they're preaching. Hear me right now. Learn to get excited like I got excited. Don't be a statue. Be anointed. Shake like a leaf in the wind. Be a John the Baptist. Amen. People on fire draw attention. Praise God. God wants to sell need, satisfaction, and get people full participation in the divine, amen, power of God. There is no limitation in this church. We are not overcoming the devil because we're not healing him. When I say heal the devil, I mean we don't put our heat on him. So he bluffs us, but he knows who to bluff. We say in the Caribbean, Duppy know who to frighten. Our spooky knows who to frighten. Our dupey knows who to frighten. But the devil knows. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? It's about time we put the devil on note and tell him who you are. Declare your pedigree. I'm apostolic. I'm a Pentecostal. I'm an overcomer. I'm your foothead stomper. I've got light. I've got seed. I've got salt. I'm prepared to fight him. I've got the whole armor of God. I have the armor of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, my learned and going with truth. Uh, I got the shield of faith uh, and the sword of the spirit. We are the real McCoy. Everything about the Pentecostal church is unorthodox. Praise God. A lot of imitators. But no successful duplicator. Worship the Lord. Come on, folks, don't sleep on me now. I'm talking about your lethargy and your liturgy.
Hello, they go together. Hello. God said to tell you, I'm looking for a salesperson who can deliver promises. It's time for the people of God to preach and believe and practice enrichment. Pentecost will enriches your life. It's time we sell Jesus to the world that he's the satisfier. When they say what? Come taste and see that the Lord is good. His mercy endureth for all generation. Not just back in Noah's time, but in my time and beyond my time. I'm trying to tell somebody, he's the satisfaction of your soul. Come taste and see. Fulfillment is in him. He's the believer's conquest. Tell them, in this church, we believe, we receive, and we conceive. This is the real McCoy. Boys, listen to me, Caleb. Next time before you pray, get on your knees. If that don't work, lay flat on your face and scream your head off. Scream at Jesus. Let me preach like Pastor Neil preached. I'm tired of being a statue. Energize me. Electrify me. I want to be a real McCoy. The Lord said about John the Baptist, what went he out to see? A reed shaking in the wind, a much more than that. If I said he was a burning what? Lamp out there. You're called to peddle the gospel. We are here to quench the thirst of anybody who need a quench. Oh, come and buy milk and wine without price. God is the quench thirster. If your thirst come, that's what the real McCoy, amen, sells to the world. We are satisfied of hunger. And those who are starving, those who are fainting, we can revive them. Praise God. I refuse when I came to make Murray to leave things the way I see them. I want them to be unorthodox. If they walk this way, I want to walk that way. Amen. If they run, I want to walk. If they walk, I want to run. I'm not just going to be an appendage to a dead system. I want The world don't need another false prophet. It doesn't need another dull church or another excused Christian who acts like God has gone on vacation like Dagon has. I serve a God who neither sleep nor slumber nor snore nor take pills to go to sleep and wake up. My God, hallelujah, said, I want you, young man, to become real, my calling. I want you playing with anointing. When you go to the piano, you get anointed. When you practice in the choir, you get anointed. When you play the drum, you're anointed. When you do anything in the kitchen, you're anointed. When you clean the church, you're anointed. When you sing, you're anointed. When you pray, you're anointed. When you come to the door, you're anointed. I'm talking about anointing church. It breaks yokes, my friend. It 
Come on, the joke is on the devil. Come on, somebody. The monkey's on his back. Come on, somebody. When you quiz, you answer with the anointing. Everything, because the anointing by the yoke. I'm anointed to preach. I'm anointed to sing. I'm anointed to worship. Lift up those hands. Hallelujah. I don't believe things get better with Coke. I think things get better with Christ. Hallelujah. Sunday school teacher must teach with anointing. Curse be the day when the person who's standing right here is dead and done and read a sermon to us. I can read. My computer can read to me. I need someone with anointing that has an unction from the Holy Ghost. But being in prayer, crying to God, and come, he can tell by the fire look on my face, he had been with Jesus. He's been the man of transfiguration. Look how he's been configured by the Holy Ghost. It's time to turn our world upside down. We are climate changers. We are the McCoy. Woo, shakama. I'm giving you young guys a break. I'm going to attack you pretty soon. So you don't stand by here and just give me a little lecture. I don't want you to lecture me. I want you to anoint it to me. I'd rather five words anointed than 1,500 words unappointed. Lift up those hands. Coming to this pulpit, there should be shaking on the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come in front of the prayer room. You should be shaking. Hallelujah. Your kids look at you and they know you've been in the presence of God. They back away because of the glory on your face. My God, what's wrong, Pastor? Nothing wrong, but I've been in the throne room. I stood before his presence like Gabriel and Michael. And I'm leaving there reflecting what I was with. Come on. God wants you to go from sterility to fertility. God wants us to go from the status quo to unorthodoxy. And new in a living way. The world accuses us of being unorthodox. I make no apology. God didn't come to be an apologetic. He come to be a Pentecostal. Mm. He said, in that hour, it's not me that speak. What's the Holy Ghost that's in me? God said, flow from stagnation. Amen to significance. Hallelujah. When we preach, people go from condemnation to justification. From bondage to freedom. God said, Pastor Neil, stir up the gift of the Holy Ghost. When you sing, stir up the gift of the Holy Ghost. When you pray, stir up the gift of the Holy Ghost. When you preach, stir up the gift of the Holy Ghost. When you testify, anointed prayer. Come on, somebody. Somebody must take note that I've been with Jesus. And God said, if I hold my peace, the rocks and the chairs are going to cry out. I've never heard a church 
chair preached before. It won't happen in my day. Maybe in your time, but not my time. Hallelujah. God said, who is your motivator? Now, I know who your agitator is, because I can tell by your look. I can tell where you've been. You've been playing in the devil's lap too long. But who is your motivator? Now, I told you guys that you can't come in unless with your real McCoy than last year. Get that spirit in you. Get over mediocrity. I said give up on mediocrity. It may be your mother's religion, but my God, when it will become your religion? It may be your mom and daddy's God, but when is it going to become your God? It's no longer the God of Abraham and Isaac. Now it's the God of Jacob. You've got to get more than the preacher's religion. More than the church religion. You've got to get to know him. Know him by the power of his resurrection. You've got to know him in the power of the Holy Ghost. You've got to know him in the anointing. You've got to know him with the oxen of the Spirit. Something got to get a hold of you. You've got to come out of your prayer room and say, God, I will not be satisfied. Until I leave in your likeness. God don't want the church to be a believer's babysitter. God is looking for a church full of just an icon motivators. I waste my breath and tell you how bad I feel when I can tell you how I hope to feel. I'm not here to, pr to praise the devil, bless his holy name. No. I got no praise for the devil. In fact, I should even mention it. My faith. Hallelujah. Is contingent on the name of Jesus. My Bible is my motivator. That word of God told me I can profit from preaching. If I was where you are, every service I would leave. A multi-millionaire, financially, socially, spiritually, economically, biologically, sociologically, any kind of logically you want to talk about. Because God said, the word preach has profit to. Anybody that want to be profitable, get a hold of the scripture. For God said, it shall not will not return void to him. It shall accomplish what he prophesied. Because men spake as they were moved upon by the Holy Ghost. It's the seed that's planted. The young man says seeds are planted. It is life. 
Hallelujah. This church was made to create champions. This church is a city of champions. It's the city upon a hill. If you are unemployed this week, you should not be. If God said go wash, ask him where to go. Pool of Siloam, you went there, you got what he promised. God said dip, you dip, you got what he promised. We are called not to pick weeds or to manage weeds, but we're called to cultivate, hallelujah, cultivate and accommodate good seed that bring abundance of fruit and fruit that remains. We are the real McCoy. How do I know it? The real McCoy is a dreamer. And God wants to water what you're planting. Hope that make it not a shame. Praise God. I told myself, anything in God that I'm asked to do, I will not be second rate. I refuse to be second rate. I refuse to accept mediocrity in my own life and doing things I make, but not in the Jesus Christ. I can't bring Jesus nothing but the best. The first link belongs to Jesus. The first of my strength. That's why in the morning you get up early and you pray. That's why on Sunday we come to church. It's the first day of the week. We start it right. Then on Monday we're going to think right. And one of the Monday morning blues. Come on somebody. Because we start it right. We are the real McCoy. God wants to weed out of every one of you this spirit of the parasitic called wants. Come on, church, and my feelings. Those two are enemies of your soul. I feel, I feel. Come on, church. Go beyond feeling. Where you don't feel it, still move anyway. Hey, if you can't feel the Holy Ghost, do something. Move until you feel it. You don't have joy, jump till you get it. Leap for joy. <laughs> Come on. You can't see it, still respond anyhow. That's what the McCoy does. Hallelujah. Let's worship God. The real McCoy. If I have my way, Brother Spinoza, if I have my way, this church would be the greatest church in the Canadian Plains. If everybody think like me, I would have the greatest church in Alberta and the greatest church in McMurray. Because number one, you're going to be a church of overcomers. We are going to be a church of satisfied customers. We are going to be a church like the monkey sing, I am a believer, without even trying. Hallelujah. We don't see problem, we see possibility. Praise God. 
This church is a real McCoy church. We focus on inspiration, not just perspiration. Come on, somebody. We are stirring up and not being plucked up. Amen. We're taking the lead. Amen. And not just being babysat. We are producers and not consumers. We believe in the impossible dream. Woo! I believe we can own it if we see that we want it. You see, the only person that pleases God is the guy that says, I won't, but turn around and did it. The other guy says, I will and did not do it. Jesus Christ said, the, other, the first guy is a better guy. Amen. I was telling my wife about Martha and Mary. Now, folks, I almost interfere with you on Legacy Day because I had a bigger plan in my head for you than the legacy you had for me. I was tempted so much. Thank God for my wife that restrained me. So you all leave what you're doing upstairs and come down, and you would have to say, now, folks, I'm not being mean and nasty. If you want to cuss me out, go ahead. You won't be the first one. You won't be the last. But I buried all my enemies. Martha was ministering to Jesus. And she was busy. It's not her. She was busy doing good things for Jesus. But she was just going to impress him with her hospitality. Oh, Mary, lazy old Mary, with a little lamb, sat down at the lamb's feet. She said, go on, Martha, that's your problem, but I'm going to sit right here and get all I can from Jesus. After three years, he'll be gone. <laughs> I won't have him anymore. He says, Jesus! He says, yes, Martha, what's wrong? Can't you tell my sister, come and give me a helping hand? You expect Jesus to rebuke Mary. Say, get up, girl, and go there. Lord said, uh-uh. She had a priority right. Even though she's wrong, she has her priority right. She never had another moment like that to hear it. Jesus speak. He said, Martha, Mary chose the better part. What you're doing is good, but it's a whole lot better if you just come and sit at my feet. Because I came not to be ministered to, but to minister. You will never find any place in the Bible after that where God ever used Martha. Never mentioned. Now, church, I'm not insulting your benevolence. You're the most beautiful church that I've ever pastored. You're the fourth ground in my life. And I'm saying a lot. But I want to tell you, church, nothing can supersede sitting at the feet of 
Jesus. Nothing. Nothing. And Mary was right there in the resurrection. Where's Martha? You never read about Martha again. That stirred me. He said, Pastor, why do you want to bring all those folks down? Because I said, I'm going to say some things that I don't know if I'll ever say it again. But I want you to hear what I'm going to say. I'm talking about the next 10, 20 years. I may never live to see. Folks don't think when you miss a sermon, you miss a lot. Well, honey, the most haunting dream I've ever had in my life is dreaming I'm in college and I missed three classes and they told me I couldn't graduate. In my dream, I'm tormented. Hallelujah. When I was at college and I missed a class, and I missed a class, I knew the exam was going to come. What I miss could be what I need most. And I learned by experience, you don't miss class. Think about it. All the Marys were there, but not the Marthas. We may do it to impress Christ, but hey, is he infecting us with his presence? Let's worship God. Why not just lost you now? I looked at the picture. I thought, oh, my God. I, never could, I didn't realize what great job you guys did. And it was fantastic. But all the time, church, I'm fighting. Bring them down to hear what I have to say. Because I don't know if I could ever say it again like I should say it. God is looking for motivators who become initiators. They will make a trail where there was no trail. You see, a missionary is one who will make a trail. Everything won't be handed to this generation. We got to carve it out. If we're going to work for God, we got to become dreamers. When others are having nightmares, we got to have dreamed impossible dreams. We got to become producers. Do the unexpected. Rejoice. I know you guys want to be hospitable in church. I still think you miss a whole lot when you go out there when I'm preaching. I believe that. I believe you missed a whole lot. And yet there are times when you have to. But if you see it as a loss, God can make it for it. But if you act like nothing, the problem with Esau was not that he sold his birthright. What made him God so hurt was God. He hurt God by acting. It was as nothing. I mean, Jacob tricked him. He said, God know that. But that's not part of the hurt Esau was that to him it was just like. Well, I miss church, so. But you won't miss a wage, right? You won't miss 
a day at work because you're going to lose some weight. But you forgot you're missing out your part in the Lamb's Book of Life. You're missing out your space at the marriage supper of the Lamb. You don't realize you're missing out on the greatest thing that will live forever. And the devil deceives us as if you didn't miss anything. But friends, you are missing a whole lot. God calls to be producers. Amen. Unexpected. Hallelujah. Mm. When you've gone through God's schooling, then you become a believer that God can make a way even when there was no way. God can do the impossible. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter. Preaching makes you or breaks you. Praise God. You cannot give out what you haven't got put in. It is impossible. You can only reproduce after your kind. And you can reproduce weakness or strength. So it doesn't matter who is putting in what into you. Why did I say, I cannot allow my church to give less offering than last year? Because to me, it's a dishonor to God. Not to you, but to me it is. That means I've got to go to any extreme I can. Not to come short of the glory of God. Not to you, it doesn't matter, but to me it does. But it pays to be critical with God. The real McCoy does not accept circumstance and situation. Don't become my destiny. But finding a way costs you something. Let's worship God. Church, if I don't preach to this, this way I'll never make you. You may think I'm cute, but my friend, I've cheated you. Hallelujah. We're called to impact our world and subtract converts from them. Pull them out. Influence them by the teaching and the message of Jesus Christ. I've had some friends used to criticize me. Don't you ever use this term. He's long-winded. You need all you can get. Because Saul could not hear one word from Samuel anymore. He ended up with a witch. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He never learned the benefit of having availability to the voice of the man of God. But he never heard it one more time. And he made a mistake. He killed all the priests. And nobody to intercede for him. God, watch how you handle opportunity and privilege. Let's praise him. God called preachers and you and me to influence our environment with our hopes, our dream, our vision. Our goal, if I ask you, does this church have a hope? Do we have a dream? What's our dream? What's our vision? What's our goal? Do you know? Could you articulate it? Or just attend that church. But I don't know what the church is all about. What is my dream? What is my hope? What is my vision? What is my goal? Do you know it? Jesus wanted those 12 men to know what he was all about. 
I will build my church. Let's praise God. I don't want to blow my horn, but Tuesday before I went to Georgia, I preached to you what he preached to you about honoring God. If you want to question me on it right now, I can flip the chart and show you. Everything he said, he used oranges, I used circles. So the same thing. Praise God. Somewhere God is talking to us. Somewhere God is speaking to this church. It's a, it's a privilege God to talk to the church. Oh, let's hear a song. Lord, we need to hear from you. For if we don't hear from you, God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? It's easy for this church to cancel Sunday night service. What would you do with that Sunday night? We are volunteers in the kingdom of God. And we are personnel drafted by God. He said he chose us to be what? Achievers. Our ambition should always be achievers. Somebody got to take the ashes out. Somebody got to meet that person on the gate. Somebody got to cut the throat of that some are going to catch the blood. Somebody. But whatever cup he puts in my hand, that's all I will do, Lord. I want to be a real McCoy. Praise God. Let's worship Jesus. As a dreamer and achiever, you must dream dreams to influence support for the cause. You must have visions that's significant to others to see it's in you. You must have goals. I don't just attend church. When I work at the plant, they ask me, what is your vision for this company? I affected the profit line. I was a part of the vision of that company. I was a part of that hope. My boss's boss, 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 up to the president, would have their vision, and they filter it down to us. So that's why we employed you. I want you to dream with us. I want you to have vision. I want you to have goals and hopes. Let's go beyond being functionaries and function. Come on, church. Hey. I pay the most phone bill when I'm away from church. I'm at church. I don't care how far I am. I'm on the phone. I want to know how church going to be. Who's going to preach? What's going to go on? Why? Because I'm not just a functionary. You can't take vacation from your calling. You're a hollering if you stop working because we stop paying you. It's not about salary. It's about servitude, they told you a while ago. Payday's not down here. I'm going to have a family teaching one day. You may come if you want to. But wife and husband, your family is not a hindrance to church. You are. God gave your family as a gift. Everything you have in your family is a gift. Let's go beyond just performing. I'm hurrying up, church. Philip, I want you to notice this, folks. Philip, 
to Nathaniel. Philip said, Nathaniel, I'm going to become a catalyst in your life. Come and see. Come and discover what I found. Is not this the Christ? Come and see where I've been. Come and see what I'll be waiting for. Every restaurant I go to, I want a weakness. I'm not ashamed to declare my Pentecostal, apostolic. I'm not ashamed to say I go to that church, that you need to come there too. I'm not ashamed to invite them to it. If I was ashamed, I wouldn't come here at all. So I'm not ashamed. If it's good for me, it's good for them too. And there's no reason why I shouldn't tell them where the water is. I read, before I close, I read, or I seen on, on, on video two, whatever, a plane crashed. And they waited, and they waited, and they waited, and they wrote notes. And they died one by one. The one who could walk, walk away from the crash to find help. By the time they found they were all dead and there were scribblings on the thing. But I won't tell you, desperate people do desperate things in desperate times. The first thing that came to my mind was, why did they not eat the dead body of those that died? What I can't do, then you're not desperate. Because one guy, that's how he survived. He ate the body of his friend. And he had no water. So the water he expelled from his body, he redrank it. Anything to stay alive. Come on, somebody. And so that's what Philip did. Say, hey, come on now. Nathaniel, I'm not going around with you. Come and see. The woman Samaria. I like this church. They were both motivators. Amen. And they taught this. Come on. Come and see. Come and see. Look what we found. It's not this what we've been looking for. You don't think people will come? They sure will. If you catch and fire, they're catching fire. You're excited, they'll be excited. If you're convinced on the product, they will come, friend. If you like the movie, they'll love the movie too. If you read the book and love the book, they'll read the recommendation. They'll go for it. How much are you stirred to motivate, inspire, impact, convince, and market, and persuade? The real McCoy. The real McCoy. Now, who's the leader for this McCoy in this church? Who is it? Put your hand up. Well, even have one. What we're looking for. What's your goal anyway? What is your goal? You aim at nothing and you hit nothing. You don't plan and you're bound to fail. How many times did I tell you that? You don't plan, you're going to fail. You don't aim for a goal, you get nowhere. Because anywhere can take you where you want to go. Nowhere. Hello. Or, or, while I was praying today, a point came to mind. Anybody said, I didn't do it because somebody might do it. But nobody did because anybody could have done it. And everybody didn't get involved in it. Oh, pastor, it's so, can anybody be going to God say, God, I 
I don't have a sermon to preach. I'm sorry. God said, you be listening to me. You know what to preach. Because God never uttered a sermon. The message of Philip and the woman Samaria was Eureka. We found it. We got it. You need it. Stop looking now. Join me. Come and see. I got friends that I preach for. Their church is packed from wall to wall. I can sit just a little. Well, God, my church is not as full as their church, so I don't know. I have been to church like that where the preachers did that. I have been there. And they last 15 minutes for service and they went home. And the people didn't care one bit. I drove half an hour to get there, two hours, and I thought, oh, my God. But I didn't stay home. I still went to be disappointed. What's new, Paul? Paul says, I need to get your attention to Mars Hill. I've got something. I, I see you want something new. I got what you want. You kids, I brought you together today and show you some things. I can raise money. How, how many of you done it? How much did you raise? Anybody else? I guess my idea is what to do. Put those hands up. Don't be ashamed. Put your hand up. Come on. Put put way up top. You, you follow it. Next year, I'd have to show you. You have to know it. I was driving home yesterday. And watch this church have a car wash. And I thought, my God, what a fundraising drive. If you really want to raise money, it's not all here. It's outside there. Why don't you dream? Why don't you get a vision? Why don't somebody who can help them influence them? It's so easy to come by empty. And others are having plenty. I don't know about you, but I, I cannot eat the folks who sacrifice meal. Like David has said, I can't drink this. Since I couldn't go for it, I can't drink this. Let's worship. We went to McDonald's in Walmart. First, brother did a great job helping me. May God bless them so much. I can't repay them. Only God can. He promised he will give you a profit reward or a preacher's reward. I expect him to do it. He, he has to do it. he got no choice. You may not know he promised that, but he says he would. So he's, got a, he's obligated to do it without even asking for it. It's just reaping what's sowed. But Walmart and McDonald's come together. I'm not sure who first was in existence, but somewhere they thought, let's get a partner who think like I think, or even bigger than I think. Most time people who underproduce are intimidated by overproducers. And they try to kill them like, the sons of Joseph. Instead of learning from them, they try to destroy them. Hope that spirit is not in this church. 
everybody who come in this church, I hope they do what they do better than you do. I hope one day a better organist come in here, a better guitar player, a better singer, a better everything you do, and outdo you because we ain't going to be stuck with you. You don't know all there is. God's a whole lot more. And we need to open the door to them and let the kingdom grow. Just like mommy and daddy can't teach the boys and girls alone. If there's something they're releasing to somebody with higher education, you're not sufficient for your child. God build a community. I'm coming to a close. We are in partnership like Walmart and McDonald's. Find somebody with success. Don't go home and envy them. We went this morning. Don't do it. Don't, don't, don't wish you had what they had. That's God reward to them. Not you, God. So fit to elevate them. God so fit to give them what they have. Stale their pocketbook. Stale their cars. Stale their homes. And rejoice with them that God gave it to them. And when your term comes in due season, you get what you deserve based on the master of estimation. Success attract, hallelujah. But failure is orphans. Let's stand. God, you have 12 men. From 3,000, you chose 70. From 70, you chose 12. From 12, you have put 11. Why did you do it, God? The Lord says, because they resist change. They want orthodoxy. Now you know folks don't know this. I've literally watched talents killed in this church by non-productive Christians. And the sad part is the productive Christian become weary and worn and sad while the non-productive become glad. And know who the last one to quit church? The non-producers. You know the first one to leave? The productive. Because they never learned. I didn't come here for you. I didn't was for you. David told his wife, I'm not dancing for you or for those girls. What you just saw is an expression of appreciation to the God who brought me from the backside to the front side, on the backstage to the front stage, and I have a right to do what I want for him as none of your business. And by the way, he said, look, you haven't seen nothing yet. If you think I am vile, I was vile before God, and I'm going to be a whole lot worse. You ain't seen nothing yet. Watch me. And by the way, God took the crown from your daddy and gave it to me because of who I am. We got guys to play the bass guitar, quit church because some nerd told them, 
Turn it down. I didn't listen for their orders. Hey, the pew have no right to give these guys orders. And you listen to them, you're dumb. You're the usher back there. Why was that supposed to give you orders? Don't listen to them. Just laugh. Hallelujah. A lot of folks try to tell me how to preach. Oh, not to preach. Not to, I laugh at them. I said, when did you call me? When did we meet in the prayer room? When did we have the discussion? I know I'm preaching long. I know it's long-winded tonight. But I'm going somewhere. Find and link up with one who's affecting your faith for the positive. Not infecting your speech with God. Find a real McCoy. An innovator. Always find a way. Discover a program. Amen. A man wrote me for, I'm going to brag tonight. A man brought me from states. Uh, Sister uh, put the book together and we corrected it and get it fixed again. And the guy on the phone said, please, the conference coming up. And I said, honey, I got to get the book right now. And we expedited at our cost to them the amount they wanted. No charge. Do you know that? No. But you're blessed by it. Because every good deed I do affects you. You may not know why God's blessing you. Why God opened doors for you. But because you belong to the church. Because you're in the church. God did it. God told Rehoboam, I'm blessing you because of David. Nothing you did. I told Solomon, you got no right to what I'm doing. But because of, let's worship. Find a way. Discover a way. Come on, play for my sister. God looking for people in this church. I want to tell you right now, God, forgive me if I'm wrong. But I tell you, if I had my choice, I'd tell God, bring me only business people in this church who believe in growth, progress, strength, and renewal. But that's not how God works. God brings the weak and the strong. The weak to keep us humble. And the strong to give us bragging rights. To give you both. Amen. But you know, I'll tell you folks, God can use anybody. Amen. But God wants people with marketing skills. Risk takers. Amen. Great planters. Visionaries. Motivators. Crisis managers. And investors. You know, they, they test you before they employ you. To see what your, your hobby is. If your hobby is vain and weird, they don't employ you. Can you tell them something? Will you, will you bow your heads right now? God chose somebody who would face the Egyptian king. A Goliath. A killer. A furnace. Fire furnace. Daredevil. Somebody who would Reject the king edict and face the bear. God said, this kind of person I want. A Moses, a David, a Shadrach, a Meshach, and a Bandigo. Who will be the real McCoy? You Pentecostal futures, we step forward. I'm going to talk to you tonight. If I can pump into you some ideas 
I don't know if you've ever followed them. I got tapes at home. You've never seen lots of tapes. Where's Michael? Come on down here. Where's Raheem? Bring him down here. And who else wanted to join this group? I said, I want to be a real McCoy. You can join this group. I want to be a real McCoy. Pastor, I will not come empty-handed. McKendra, your playing is outstanding. I'm just amazed. The way you're playing, it's outstanding. I never knew you could play that well. One more year, and you've been playing like these other ladies for the church. At your age, and singing, and drum playing, young ladies, and gentlemen. But who else want to come and stand with them? So I want to be a real McCoy. At the Lord Terry next year, you're going to raise your own money. $20,000. Not from us. You're going to find it for God. You're going to go find it because God chose people on the backside of the desert. That's where he chose David. Working in the backside of the desert. When Israel saw him, get ready to kill a bear. Kill the lion. I'm going to kill the John of a man. Anybody in this church want to join this innovative church? Visionaries, motivators, inventors, ideologues, waymaker, real McCoy. I'm hungry. I'm craving for an increase. I'm striving for advance and crying for more. You have impressed our visiting speaker so much that they're having a withdrawal. This church, that's great. But greater yet, we're going to do it with Jesus. We're going to do it with Jesus. Newcomers coming in, who's going to help us disciple them? Who's going to help us disciple them? Okay, so they call me superintendent, but you know what that means? Work. Vision. Dream. Push man over the cliff if I have to. Push the church. We can't come nest and best. Who wants to work for God? Oh, all he wants is you. No one else will do. Sing with me. Not just. For a moment, he wants all of your heart. All he wants is all of you. All you want. Raise those hands. I want to see tears sometime come down, young preachers. I want to see tears run down your cheeks. All he wants 
never say to Jesus we've arrived the work is not finished you have been chosen for this generation they're not a threat to us where their sins abound God's grace much more abound I expect one of these days these young men should out preach me out study me know more about God than I do they better they better stop where I stopped I expect one day it will come when all of you people in the church will do more for God than I've ever done. You can't stop where the preacher stops. He's not the goal. The goal is Jesus. Hallelujah. Once you raise, yes, you God anoint me to be the real McCoy. I look forward to the day when the choir will be robed in white, singing and Praying and playing and worshiping God. Look at my shakala mahaya. Take a look. Look at Ramahashalama. Look at the Holy Ghost in operation. Take a good look. Look at the Holy Ghost in operation. Jesus is moving in this church service. Something is happening. Shabahatalama. Just take a look. Just take a look at the Holy Ghost. God putting his confirmation on his word. Never happened before. Beautiful. Take a look at what God is doing. He's trying to say yes. Listen to Brother Neil. You're my real McCoy. Oh, Holy Ghost power. Oh, Holy Ghost power. God is confirming his word. Moving in a mighty way. I know it's late. I know it's late. But how late is too late? The legion is still open. The bars are still open. 
They started from 2 o'clock in the day. They're still going. All he wants is you. No. Great minds being developed right here in this coffin, right here, right now. And only God who knows the heart knows the mind. He's all of you. what Pentecost is all about. A church is not measured by the pews, how many is on the pews, but how many lives have you touched with your talents, with your skills. Nothing wrong with being earthly rewarded because he said you would be on earth for the greater part is in heaven. The sacrifice. I don't have the right to tell God no. At least I don't have it. I'm here by chance. No, I'm here by his choice. I'm just fortunate to be a Christian. Dear Lord Jesus, this is Sunday night, the first day of the week. And I felt in your Holy Spirit that I should talk about the real McCoy. That when we give, we must give it our heart. You told me in the Holy Ghost that I will never have it. Enough to promise I'll give when I have enough. But I must always start from where I'm at. And I have faith in you for where I hope to be. And watch you do things. Lord, this church presented itself to you one more time. Mold us, shape us on your potter's wheel. That we become the real McCoy. Not just expect somebody else to do the work but we volunteer our service unreservingly without any reservation we give of ourselves know that we're not our own we're servants like the young men said tonight we're servants called to serve Christ and his kingdom Satan is no match for this church and there's no tribulation trials that can prevent this church from being built we said I will build the church not Brother Neil, not us, but Jesus who built this church. 
We give her the praise. She says, I know what you're praying. I just miss her prayer. in mind that the Lord didn't say that Cain's sacrifice was not good. He said Abel was more what? Excellent. The problem was with what? Excellent. By faith, Abel offered a more what? So that implies what that guy gave was excellent but was not up to what he could have done. He did not give his best. And God said, on that basis, he was rejected. He could have did more. And God said, the problem is not with your brother. The problem is you. Because you already have the birthright. And whether this altar was right or not, you got the birthright is yours. And you're going to rule over him, whether it's going to be an altar or not, you're going to rule over him. That's not the issue. So you're not giving me your best. I reject you on that. God bless you. Greet somebody in Jesus' name. And ask them, are you the real McCoy? Or just a fake? That's not politically correct, but go ahead and use it anyhow. God bless you.